Get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. Get ready, get ready for a tea time and filter with your loving tea. Spilling all this hot tea on this podcast street. So get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. One tea time and filter with your loving tea. And we are following some breaking news right now in Minneapolis. The city of Minneapolis right now is responding to an extremely violent holiday weekend. Just last night, eight people were shot at Boom Island Park, and they are still hospitalized. And that's on top of multiple reports of gunfire, vandalism, and fireworks being shot at buildings, vehicles, and police cars. Paul Bloom is live at City Hall tonight. And so, Paul, what's the city's plan to address all of these safety concerns? This is conduct that should not be acceptable in any city. The kind of violence, the recklessness, and in some cases idiotic behavior that we saw shouldn't be tolerated. And let me be clear, it won't be tolerated. Were you worried someone was going to get killed? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of shocked that nobody did. This condo resident that's second in Portland in downtown Minneapolis couldn't believe what he was seeing with his own eyes right outside his window overnight on the July 4th holiday. It is 1-11 and this crazy stuff is going on still. For hours and hours, fireworks, even sporadic gunfire between crowds what he figures were late teens and early 20-somethings. He reports they would dodge the occasional law enforcement response to the area just a couple blocks from the river, only to return for more chaos and mayhem soon after. In fact, targeting residents, buildings, cars, and police squads. But I've never seen like, this was like, it was like a war zone. I mean, everything was lit up. There was smoke billowing from everywhere. Authorities eventually arrested one woman with an officer suffering a minor injury. Some neighbors telling us they were too shaken to speak on camera, but assisting the cleanup in the light of day. The road here littered with bullet casings and fireworks debris. They were out, out the windows, through the sunroofs, and they had these like sort of like shooter things for their fireworks, I think. Um, they were like just these rockets and they were like shooting each other like back and forth. Meantime, Minneapolis Park Police had their hands full through the night after gunfire erupted at Boom Island Park shortly before midnight. Large groups were gathered along that area of the Mississippi, though no formal fireworks show this year. Once the dust settled, eight people injured in the mass shooting event. Several were reported in critical condition. Two, one. Excitement and relief as the Large Hadron Collider subsystems were back into action, setting a new world record. Colliding its first protons again after three years of upgrades faster than ever before. Dream team. Physicists and engineers have been planning this part of the experiment for 15 years. We just had collisions at an unprecedented energy, 13.6 tera electron volt. And this opens a new era of exploration at CERN, a new chapter. Run 3 of the Large Hadron Collider will give us collisions at higher energy than before and also an amount of data equivalent to the total amount of data recorded uh, in the previous two runs. And this, of course, will increase our opportunities for discovery or for understanding the fundamental laws of the universe. This particle accelerator runs deep below the Swiss Alps, sending high-intensity beams 
through a 27-kilometer tunnel and smashing them together. It takes thousands of magnets to create a stable beam, squeeze it thinner than a human hair, and guide them round the ring. And these are the results. It's been 10 years since the scientists here discovered the Higgs boson, or God particle, which helped explain why matter takes on mass to form stars and planets. But it only opened up more questions. The Higgs boson, of course, is, was, was kind of a holy grail to find because we knew it was there and finally we, we, we managed to find it. And, and Now, there is a lot of work uh, going on to study it. Uh, it's a little bit like you discover a new cave in a mountain, then you take a lot of time in order to explore the cave and, and to understand how this cave goes, if there are paintings, if there are no paintings. Physicists hope it will reveal the secrets of dark matter that make up 85% of our universe, but does not absorb, reflect or emit light. The data, which is open to the public for analysis, is streaming in. Already, scientists have discovered three new exotic quarks, the tiniest particles ever found. They exist for just a hundred thousandth of a billionth of a billionth of a second and could give us answers about the origins of the universe and its fate. Charlie Angelo. Behold, the Georgia Guidestones. These granite monoliths mysteriously appeared about 40 years ago. And if you're thinking aliens or a cult or even the Ten Commandments, well, you're not the only one. Just ask this guy. You take pictures of it, you get a blue orb. And you put your head down in there like this and look through it, all of energy comes through that sucker, man. Things at this southern Stonehenge are about to get totally weird. These granite slabs are on a farm outside of Atlanta, and no one knows exactly what they're doing here. In future generations, they'll wonder, who put those stones there? Why did they put those stones there? Hudson Cohn was here from the beginning, 1979. He took these photos as the Guidestones went up, 19 feet high, a quarter million pounds, and built to withstand an earthquake. The four slabs of granite each have ten guiding principles of truth and harmony. They're inscribed in English, Russian, Chinese, Arabic. The list of languages goes on. But what does it all mean? I've had people, some say it was some kind of Satan worship shrine and it ought to be torn down. And I've had others say it was the uh, holy spot on earth that the Holy Grail was buried under there. Some people think it's a beacon to UFOs. Hudson is one of the only people to meet the man who knows the true meaning. His name is R.C. Christian, and he paid for this all to be built. And wouldn't you know it, R.C. Christian is a fake name. And he was very concerned about the environment. Do you think he could still be alive? Probably not. I'd say early to mid-70s then. Uh, I'm not saying he couldn't be alive, but he'd been an awful old man. Even the people who built the Georgia Guidestones say that they don't even know for sure why R.C. Christian wanted this. Not even Wayne Molinax, who sold five acres of his cow pasture to make space for the stones. For decades, massive granite slabs towered over a Georgia field. Part astrological calendar, part doomsday instruction guide. But today, the mystifying monument, a pile of rubble. Georgia investigators releasing video of someone blowing up one of the massive 42,000-pound granite stones and online internet sleuths quickly digging into the bizarre history of America's Stonehenge. 
The overall height. Is the Guidestones were commissioned by a stranger in the late 70s with what appeared to be cryptic messages for society after an apocalyptic event, calling for things like keeping the population under 500 million, uniting humanity under a new language, and guiding reproduction through fitness and diversity. Around the small town of Elberton, the stones were known as a harmless tourist draw. Two weeks ago, it was a kooky roadside attraction. You know, someone felt like they could change our community with dynamite. It's an attack on everybody that believes in free speech. The panel's mentions of eugenics, population control, and global government fueled conspiracies. Recently, the Guidestones had become the target of far-right political campaigns. People view the Guidestones as being satanic and as being evil, that there could possibly be somebody out there who would have been willing to take matters into their own hands. Georgia's Bureau of Investigations now releasing surveillance clips, asking the public for help in identifying the bomber, while the mayor says there is a chance the Guidestones could stand again. If there's one thing we know how to do, it's put up a monument. Gotti Schwartz, NBC News. Good morning, everyone. I hope you guys are doing good today. So it has been a lot going on. I know I just played all those clips for you guys back to back. But I want to kind of share with you guys like how my week has kind of been going. I've been kind of under the weather. So I've been kind of resting and just trying to get back to health. My energy has been so off. And I feel like there's a lot of different things that have to do with that. One, I've been traveling a lot. So that doesn't help. But it's just a lot of things going on in this world that's literally mentally and physically draining. So I started with the first clip. I came back from Essence on the 4th of July. So when I got to my house, my youngest actually picked me up from the airport. So when I got back to the house, you know, they were barbecuing. My uh, brother, his family was here. So we were all, you know, just eating and, you know, celebrating the 4th or whatever, quote unquote, celebrating. So we had all wanted to go watch fireworks with the kids. Um, we weren't trying to travel all the way down to Minneapolis, you know, not that we thought anything was going to happen, but we definitely weren't trying to travel like 20 minutes out the way. So we ended up just kind of watching the fireworks in the suburbs because you could see them just fine around our house. And so I started hearing from people in Minneapolis that they were wilding out. Like it's now midnight and I'm still hearing people on the phone and I'm hearing fireworks in the background. I'm like, okay, all the fireworks in the suburbs stopped around 10. Why are there fireworks still going off in Minneapolis? Well, come to find out, they were they were roving bands of lunatics riding around the cities, shooting fireworks at people, trying to shoot them into buildings, trying to set fires. And then they were also shooting real bullets, which made it difficult to decipher if these were fireworks, if these were real bullets. Oh my God, the shot! Oh my God, that bitch just got that on video? Yes! Oh my God, she just shot at them! She just shot someone! Oh my get us out of here! What's wrong with this white bitch? Either way, you had to get your ass out the way so that way you wouldn't be hit with a firework and burnt or hit with a bullet and bleed to death. It was a mess by the time it was the 5th of July because at this point, it's the 5th of July, right? It's 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. This went on for hours in Minneapolis. And so I knew about it going on and then to see it trending on Twitter, to see it all over TikTok, to see it viral was just once again an embarrassment <laughs> for the city because it's like we're always involved in some fuckery, right? And um, of course, the mayor, you know, Jacob Fry is very upset and, you know, conversations are being had. 
But for me, I just feel like it's way deeper. You know, I basically lived in the Twin Cities off and on, you know, since I was a kid. I mean, granted, I've left for 10 years and lived in the Carolinas. I've left for three and lived in L.A. You know, I've lived in other places, you know. But for the most part, the Twin Cities raised me, right? This has always been home. And I've never seen such a crazy display. I've never seen just since 2020, I guess I could say that's the last time I seen just lawlessness like that. But usually the fourth is fun, especially like in Minnesota. Um, cause back in the day, fireworks used to be illegal here. You used to, you used to have to drive to Wisconsin to go get fireworks to pop them in the neighborhood. Growing up, you know, we knew not to pop fireworks at people. We would warn people, get out the way. We're about to pop these, you know, bottle rockets. Move out the way. We're about to pop these, you know, big ass, whatever firework we're about to pop. And you just knew not to like, you knew to do it in the middle of the street, make sure no cars were coming. You didn't aim it towards people's houses. You didn't aim it towards pets. But it's like nowadays people just don't care. It is wild out here. Okay. And I feel like some of the reason while things are getting more and more wild, while things are getting, you know, to the point where there's so much lawlessness is that there's a lot of things being tapped into. It's a lot of things happening on a metaphysical, spiritual, esoterical, I don't care how much I hate the fact that I use that word, y'all can kick rocks, okay? There's things that are happening on a very, very deep level that a lot of people are not tying to a lot of this craziness. And it's not just craziness here in the Twin Cities. It's craziness everywhere. I don't care if you're in New York, L.A. I mean, the homelessness population in L.A. has just blown Um it's getting harder and harder right now as far as work, even if you are working, it's it doesn't even compare to what the bills are. Like the bills are going up, the food prices are going up, and your job is not going up, your pay is not going up. It's a lot of turmoil going on right now for a lot of people. And one thing I discovered the next day, people started hitting me up and was like, T, you know, they're getting ready to reactivate CERN. And at first I was shocked because I haven't heard anything from the CERN people in years. Because they took a break. So basically, if you guys don't know what CERN is, CERN is this huge machine that a group of scientists slash physicists have been working on for years. And 10 years ago, this same operating team, they had fired up the Large Hydron Collider. And it's just even hard to explain it, but I feel like I see this damn collider in all types of movies, Stranger Things, Spider-Man movies, like... They're basically trying to play God, which I find very interesting because a lot of these scientists, no shade, but a lot of them tend to be atheists. So they don't believe in God, but yet and still they keep playing with God. They keep wanting to be God. And their whole point of this is to basically, they feel like God didn't create humans in the earth. They feel like it was a part of the big bang theory. And so, um, 10 years ago they had found the God particle Okay, they were on the hunt for dark matter. They feel like dark matter and the guard particle and these atoms and subatoms are what created humanity. And so they found this particular particle and they named it, and they named it the God particle, which is very interesting because if you don't believe in God and you feel like God has nothing to do with humanity's existence, then why are y'all using God's name? Why not call this the atheist particle? I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? No shade towards atheists, you know what I'm saying? I got love for y'all as well, but you know, I believe in God. So 
Why why name it the God particle if y'all are so on a hunt to disprove, you know what I'm saying, the existence of God and to, you know, kind of prove that we're living in this, you know, simulation and nothing is as it seems, right? I followed up with CERN throughout the years, but again, it's it's a very deep rabbit hole. Um, and basically these scientists are in Switzerland. They're near Geneva, Switzerland. And their whole thing is to do this nuclear research and they're just watching things explode. And so this happened on the 5th of July. They were able to restart the Large Hydron Collider because this has been down for repair for like the past three years. So I found it very interesting that a lot of chaos around the country, because remember that Yahoo, that, that weird emoji looking kid who shot up Highland Park in Illinois he went on a shooting earlier that day on the 4th. A lot of chaos happened in the Twin Cities. From what I heard, a lot of chaos happened in New York and a lot of other cities, too, with the fireworks. And at the same time, they're firing up this large hydron collider, you know, at the CERN Institute. So I find that very interesting. And the crazy thing is, while they were doing that, they ended up finding three new subatomic particles, okay? And... They discovered these particles that had never been seen before. So this is even interesting because 10 years ago they found the, you know, God particle and now they found three new subatomic particles. And so if these people keep going, I believe what they're trying to do, they're trying to create their own earth. We already got this weirdo Elon Musk and, you know, the rest of his rich friends trying to travel to the moon and, and leave us all here behind. I believe that these scientists are trying to create their own earth their own you know something their own dimension that they can escape to because something is happening here on earth something is going on you can feel it the vibration is off for a lot of people i feel like that's why they're basically revving up the large hydron collider because they feel like something is coming and they have to figure out a solution to whatever they feel is coming now a lot of people have thoughts about this a lot of people are not down with cern they feel like CERN is the devil. It's tapping into other dimensions, other beings. Um, and I have a lot of my thoughts with CERN. One thing I know, when you think about the law of thermodynamics, if you're into science, if you're into technical things, IT, um, you, you tend to think deeper, especially when it comes to certain topics, right? And one of the things that I learned years ago is when you talk about thermodynamics, energy can never be created or destroyed. And a lot of these physicists and these scientists, they know this. So a lot of people have a lot of different thoughts on this and conspiracy theorists have been running wild with this whole CERN situation on TikTok. Everybody is really thinking on a deeper level when it comes to CERN. Some people feel like it's the devil's work, it's evil. Other people feel like, well, being that they're tearing a hole in the earth, we need to manifest good intentions. So you have a lot of people who are into like mysticism, you know, witchcraft, just all that stuff. They're really celebrating this because they feel like they're bringing in more energy, you know, just different entities and spirits. So I'm gonna play you guys some of these clips from TikTok. Y'all check this out. Hi guys, if you scroll past this video, I have really an important message to tell you and it's about the portal that is going to be open on July 5th. So the scientists, if you heard about CERN, I will post more information as in this video, but they're opening a portal to the other dimension where the other universes, they know this, they're just trying to hide it from us. So what this portal does, it actually opens a gateway to the future. 
and this is the best time for you to manifest okay because once that portal is gonna open your whole manifestations whatever you think about becoming it's going to come easier to you and on July 5th it's really important that you keep your vibration high you don't smoke you don't drink you don't do any of these things take your pencils take your papers and write whatever you want to become because that is the time where whatever you manifest is going to become true the portal is opening I will post more on YouTube this is what CERN had to say about opening other dimension. And if you like content on CERN from a biblical perspective, hit like and follow and check out the playlist because I have an entire CERN playlist. The question was asked, will CERN open a door to another dimension? Even though CERN said that CERN will not open a door to another dimension, look at what they said. If the experiments conducted at the LHC demonstrate the existence of certain particles, it can help physicists to test various theories about nature in our universe, such as the presence of extra dimension. You could pause and read here about seeing how they could test other dimensions. So even though they're saying they're not, read between the lines of what they ended up saying. And are portals biblical? Absolutely. You all saw the other video. God spoke to Job out of a portal, a whirlwind, and then the whirlwind in the Hebrew means a hurricane-like storm, which is similar to the Bermuda Triangle. They tested July 5th. Will something happen right then? It might take us a few years to notice. We'll see. You have dreams and you wonder what they mean? I'm teaching a detailed three-day course on dream interpretation. Click that link in my bio to be a Okay, so are we going to talk about CERN, the multiverse, dreams, the Mandela effect? I watched Multiverse of Madness last night, and this scene really got to me. Free to win us into the lives of our multiversal selves. How is his theory? So that recurring nightmare where I'm running naked from a clown. Somewhere out there. It's real. Somewhere out there. I've always said that dreams are literal portals to an unknown world. We're stepping into the bodies of the different universes of ourselves. Have you ever had a dream where you realized that it was a dream and you instantly woke up? What if that means the consciousness of that universe pushed you out and back to your original body? The thought that there are alternate versions of ourselves based off the different decisions that we make. If you've ever watched Rick and Morty, this theory is explained so good. Do y'all remember Star Labs in the Flash, which gave people powers, multi-dimensional travel? Well, CERN is doing something like that. They might open a portal to another universe. Now, in 2012, CERN uses Particle Accelerator. You know, 2012 when the Mayan calendar said that the world would end? But some people think at this time, CERN caused our realities to merge with another universe. Hence why some things are different than what we remember. Because I swear it used to say Jiffy on the peanut butter. In the movie, there's an ability called Dream Walking, which you meditate and jump into the body of that version of you in a different universe. When you travel to that universe, it kind of looks like you're traveling through brain cells. Which would explain why our brain cells look like the universe. This might be too much to take in for some people. To fathom that there are alternate universes and versions of ourselves. There's an exact scene how people's minds go crazy after they realize this. It's fine. Everything is fine. There's an infinite number of realities, Morty. And in a few dozen of those, I got lucky and turned everything back to normal. I just had to find one of those realities in which we also happen to both die around this time. Now we can just slip into the place of our dead selves in this reality and everything will be fine. Morty was literally freaking out. But tell me what y'all think about all of this. Stay dangerous. All right. So you guys just watched all those conspiracies. So a lot of people had a lot of different things to say. You know, regardless if you agree or if you think they're batshit crazy, they were interesting to me. Now, what I will say, I experienced something strange on the 5th. Um, I had looked out of my sky and I noticed it was like this weird orange tinge. It was like the sky was like this bright orange. And I'm looking at the backyard and it's nine. It's like almost nine o'clock at night. 
Um, I took a screenshot of the date and time. It was like 8.50 something. So this was at nighttime. And the sky was like a, it was like literally almost nine. It was 8.56. The sky was a bright orange. And I remember I caught my homegirl, Lena, and I'm like, do you see the sky? I said, what's going on right now? I said, it's like bright orange. Um, it looks like it's daytime and it should be nighttime. And she looked at the sky and she's like, oh, my God, it looks really weird. And at the same time, her boyfriend texted her and he was like, do you see the sky? So I just thought it was really strange that the sky in Minneapolis had this weird orangey, you know, tint to it. And so then after I got off the phone with her, I decided to go on Twitter and other people were reporting that their sky in Minneapolis was weird, too. I'm in the suburbs, so I saw the same sky as they did. So that was really strange to me. And that was on July 5th, the same day CERN was opening. And then I noticed people in South Dakota were reporting that they were seeing a green sky. Like it was insane how the skies were like just acting crazy. And somebody in Chicago, they had recorded themselves on TikTok saying that their sky was looking weird. It was like dark. There were flashes of lightning. So I don't know if this is going on everywhere right now. We live in Illinois. Just go outside and check the sky. Just, just. There's no way this can be lightning. Yeah, at the same spot. You know, but like I said, CERN is like a group of physicists and engineers and scientists. And they are basically, this is like the world's largest scientific instrument. I mean, this thing is huge. It's underground. It moves at the speed of light. And um, it's a very complex machine. And basically, it has now discovered three exotic particles. And they were talking about this on July 5th, that, you know, these are three previously unseen particles. These are the first ever pair of Tita Quarks atoms that they were able to discover. So when it was announced that they had discovered those three new atoms, it made my tin head tingle. And it made me think back to that Tuesday evening with that weird sky and how everybody in the Twin Cities was like, why is the sky neon orange in the middle of the night? Because this was nighttime. And when I tell you the camera doesn't know justice, it was bright. It looked like something off of a movie where I don't care what part of my house I was in. It was just weird. I'm like, what is this? It felt like Stranger Things, literally. And then when I saw what was going on in South Dakota and in Chicago, and it was just very interesting at the same time they found these new atoms. I do feel like whatever they're doing at CERN is affecting the atmosphere. It's affecting something because most people have lived here all their lives and they've never seen the sky like that. That's one thing everybody said, and it's just nobody has any explanation for it. Strange that that was happening the same time that they were running these experiments at CERN and discovering those three new atoms. So today's show sponsor is Athletic Greens <laughs> with the S at the end. Um, so what is this you ask? Who is Athletic Greens? Basically, they are a company where you can get all of your vitamins in one. So with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients and probiotics to help your day start right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging. Basically, it hits 
all of the systems, okay? Everything that we need to stay healthy, Athletic Greens does that. Not only does it taste good, but it also gives you a lot of energy. It's simple to use. You just scoop it, dump it, shake it, sip it, and you're done, okay? Another really cool thing about Athletic Greens is the price. It costs less than $3 a day. You're literally investing in your health. And it's cheaper to do this than getting a bunch of different supplements and pills for yourself. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supplement of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash sip slow. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash sip slow to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So to me, my personal opinion, I've always had a love hate relationship with the whole CERN situation. Something about it never sat well with me. One, if you look at the logo of CERN, let's keep it real. It's three sixes. Okay. And you can say it's fancy writing and you know, it's just a logo. Calm down. But I can clearly see 666 when I look at the CERN logo. Another thing that I find very interesting, if you guys don't know, in front of the CERN building where they're doing all of this with this, you know, large hydrogen, with this large hydron collider where they're, you know, basically tearing into a different dimension. There is a huge, I'm talking about huge, honey, statue of Shiva. Okay. So for y'all who don't know about the Hindu god Shiva, Shiva is also known as the destroyer. She's one of the most powerful deities in Hindu. Okay. Um, and basically, she's part of the holy Hindu trinity. You know, she can build, she can love, and when she's ready to, she will destroy. The reason why they have this Shiva deity statue dancing in front of the CERN building, it was given to them by the Indians. There's a lot of Indian physicists and scientists who also work in CERN. So this was a gift from India. And basically, the way they explain this statue is that um, the, belief of the, the belief of the Indian scientists who gifted this to the CERN people, um, they believe that Lord Shiva danced the universe into existence. She motivates it, and she will eventually extinguish it. So that, to me, says a lot. Because, again, these are people who don't necessarily believe in God, but once again, they're naming particles the God particles. Um, they got Shiva child dancing in front of their building. They have the 666 logo. So like I said, it's just been a lot of things about CERN itself that's been very off-putting to me. Um, so I believe that there's more than meets the eye. I know a lot of people might feel like, okay, you're reading too deep into this. But I do believe that they are tapping into other dimensions. I do believe that they're very much being guided um, by spirits. I definitely believe that. Um, when you're getting that deep where you're able to create atoms and you're able to create these huge machines, you're getting that knowledge from somewhere. And one thing is if you understand the law of thermodynamics, right? If you're into science and you're into physics and you're even if you're like into IT, you understand one of the talks in these fields is about energy, okay? Everything is energy. You're not a lot of times physically able to see energy, but even the internet is energy. 
our our voices, our souls, our spirits, you know, the the plants, the trees, the sun, the sky, everything exudes some type of energy, right? And one thing that we learned in these fields is that energy cannot be created or be destroyed. The only thing that happens to energy is that it can be changed from one form to another, meaning that energy can only be transformed. Energy never goes away, okay? So what I find very interesting about this, and that also means energy when you die, like that energy comes back up and it's reabsorbed by like the earth. That's what I believe. So my thing is with this whole CERN thing, the fact that they're going out their way to like tap into these energies, because when you're blowing particles together at the speed of light, that's energy. You're dealing with energy. I really feel like they're tapping into energy and things that have transformed from the physical to the spirit world eons ago. I feel like that is what CERN is doing. They're being guided by spirit energies. And I don't know if this makes any sense to anybody else, but follow me here. I feel like they're being guided. That's how they're getting all of this technology. That's how they're getting all this knowledge to even do this. And I also feel like the fact that they are constantly playing with the energy here on earth and trying to tap into black holes and dark matter and guard particles. I feel like that does affect the energy here on earth. I've, you know, they're just now telling us like, Oh yeah, we restarted the hydron collider, but that's what they're telling us. We don't know what they've been doing the past three years while the shit's been down. You mean to tell me these, you know, brilliant minds have just been sitting there drinking tea and, you know, watching reality television. I highly doubt it. They've been playing around. They've been trying to get things to work. They've been, you know, tinkering with things. And I believe they're playing with the Earth's energy. Because, again, when they're firing up that Hydron Collider and they're doing all of these experiments, they are releasing energy. And I feel like a lot of that energy is what is being manifested in the people. People have become angrier. People are upset. People are just doing things that they weren't doing years ago. You know, people are just more chaotic. Look at all the mass shootings. Like literally every other week there's a mass shooting in this country. And those are just the ones that make the news. There was a mass shooting in Minneapolis. Eight people got shot. That didn't make the news, you know. And it's like all of this stuff is just getting worse and worse. And I feel like because a lot of things is being messed with in the spiritual realm, I really do. And I feel like CERN is one of those things. And to know that energy cannot be destroyed, it can just be transformed Who is to say that they're harvesting this energy or that they're doing this transformation for the good of humanity? Has anybody ever thought about that? You know, the fact that they have this statue, the fact that, you know, the names that they're naming these things, they're trying to play God. But what makes people think that they're actually doing this for the betterment of society? I don't buy it, but that's just me. So that was like a big deal on July 5th was the whole certain situation And then we move on to July 7th. So I got up on July 7th. So this was like literally two days after CERN, three days after all the drama in Minneapolis. It comes out that the Georgia Guidestones had, you know, suffered an explosion. And at first, nobody knew what happened because these stones are supposed to be able to withstand lightning and earthquakes and all this and that. So for them to, you know, be bombed was just really crazy. And at first, nobody knew what was going on. And now it's come out that basically they weren't just bombed on their own. Somebody did this on purpose. 
and they did this to tear down the Georgia Guidestones. And because the way they bombed it was so severe, eventually had to be, quote unquote, demolished. They had no choice but to demolish it. So now, just like with CERN, people are definitely on the fence with the whole Georgia Guidestones thing. Some people feel like, good, whoever did it, kudos to them, bravo. You know, we should be tipping our hat down to them because a lot of people feel like the Georgia Guidestones is satanic, it's evil, um, it's about population control because there were many inscriptions in the Georgia Guidestones and they were written in several different languages. And so I'm going to read to you guys the 10 inscriptions. And it's basically a guide for how humanity should move. So the first inscription says this, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Okay. And we all know we're going through a lot right now with the whole Roe v. versus Wade. You know, that's mainstream news right now. Also, this whole situation with diversity the white race, you know, slowly being eliminated because there's more diversity on earth. So that was very interesting that that's number two of the Georgia Guidestones. Number three is unite humanity with a living new language, which is very interesting because, like I said, there's several different languages inscribed on the Georgia Guidestones. So they basically want, a, you know, a one world language. And what world language would that be? I'm sure most likely be English because English ain't dying out no time soon. Let's just say that. I feel like that living language would be English. They wouldn't create a whole new language. They would just say the whole world needs to speak English. Number four, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with the tempered reason. Okay. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and courts. Number six. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Number nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Number 10, be not a cancer on earth. Leave room for nature, leave room for nurture. So that was what was written on the Georgia Guidestones. But a lot of folks were very upset because they felt like, you know, this was something with the New World Order. And this isn't the first time that this Guidestone has been vandalized. There was a lot of vandalism that took place on the Georgia Guidestones between 2008 and 2014. Um, you know, people would say death to the New World Order and graffiti, Um People were always chipping away at it. So eventually they added cameras. They put cameras around the guidestones and they were supposed to be protected. So I find it very interesting that whoever did this, they were able to add that many explosives without being seen. And they were able to just carefully drive away, which is very interesting because people in that county said that they felt that blast as far as like 20 minutes away from the Georgia guidestones. So if they felt that blast that far away, um, how was that car not able to be affected? Because you see it blowing up and then you see the car driving off. So, which is very interesting to me. You know, other people have said that these are the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist. 
Um, other people say it's a sacred place for sun worship. People have tied the Georgia Guidestones to eugenics, um, genocide. So there's a lot of theories that have been placed on the Georgia Guidestones for years, you know, and it's kind of sad that it's gone. I think, you know, like I said, some people are praising it and saying whoever did this is a hero. But I don't know. I, I just it's it was it was interesting. It was our Stonehenge. You know, it's interesting. Even the guy who paid for it. Robert C. Christian, um, they also called him A.C. Christian. Um, it's interesting that his last name is Christian. So let's start there. But he kind of came out of nowhere and he just approached, you know, this small granite company in 79. And he said that he wanted them to build this. You know, he was he was a rich man. And maybe he realized he was dying because he was like in his late 70s and realized he couldn't take all that money home with him. He couldn't take that money to heaven with him. And so it cost him over $100,000 to build this. And that part of the country, they call it granite country. They build like the most headstones, granite countertops, you know, that are shipped all over the nation. So he knew where he was going when he went there. And then on top of that, he had purchased that site. And one of the rules before he disappeared into, you know, oblivion is that they could never be, it's not a tourist attraction. People can come and look at it, but he didn't want shops being, you know, set up there. He didn't want t-shirts being sold. He wanted people to take this seriously. He cut the check. He watched it be built. And then he was gone. Nobody really knows, you know, what happened to him. In later years, he ended up transferring the deed of the structure to Elbert County. In Georgia's, who has been maintaining the structure ever since this man, you know, allegedly passed away. Because if he was still alive, he'd be like well into his hundreds right now. So it's a lot of mystery surrounding this, you know, surrounding, you know, why this was built, who this man really was, Um you know, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, if you're for it being destroyed or you're against it, um, it's just very interesting to me that all of this has taken place this week. Everything from CERN to the Georgia Guidestones, this has been a very, very interesting week, and I feel like there's more to come. So on that note, you guys, thank you guys for tuning into this podcast episode of Tea Time Unfiltered. Thank y'all for the support. Let me know your thoughts. Half of this will be posted on YouTube, so you guys can leave a comment over there. How do you feel about all the craziness that went on this week? From all the drama on 4th of July, the 4th of July shooting, on top of CERN reactivating itself, and the Georgia Guidestones being blown up. Where do you stand on the argument? Are you for CERN? Do you feel like CERN is creepy and there's a lot of, you know, spiritual, demonic things tied to CERN? How do you feel about the Georgia Guidestone? Do you feel like it was a, you know, about depopulation and a new world order? Or do you feel like it was a shame that somebody decided to take matters into their own hand and basically blast the Guidestones? And do you feel like there'll be ramifications for this? You know, will something happen because the Georgia Guidestones were destroyed? So let me know your thoughts on everything. Once again, thank y'all for tuning in. I'll talk to y'all later. Deuces. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.